Thank you for downloading Producer's Pick from Sounds True, a podcast dedicated to bringing you compelling, captivating, and intriguing selections from our programs. In this podcast, the producers at Sounds True have chosen a selection from a program they worked on that caught their attention as a unique or special moment in the recording process. This week's episode, The Way Out Is In, comes from the audiobook Inner Engineering, A Yogi's Guide to Joy by Sadhguru. Here's what Christy Peoples, a producer at Sounds True, has to say about this week's producer's pick. The age of the guru is dead. It's been a common sentiment in many spiritual circles for decades. As the thinking went, how could a spiritual teacher from the East resist the scandal and excesses of the West, and of America in particular? In our new age of spiritual independence, it's a quandary that's left lots of seekers looking for guidance, to which Jagi Vasudev, commonly known as Sadhguru, has a response. If you really want to know spirituality, he says, don't look for anything. As an internationally renowned mystic, yogi, author, and self-described guru, he defines the term as one who dispels darkness. A guru, he adds, is someone who opens the door for you. In this excerpt from his Inner Engineering audiobook, Sadhguru sheds light on how we might break out of our familiar confines and create a new experience of the world from within, because the only thing that stands between you and your well-being, he teaches, is you have allowed your thoughts and actions to take their instructions from the outside rather than the inside. If this is the way to joy, then it's a journey whose time has come. You can download the entire program, Inner Engineering, at SoundsTrue.com. And now our producers pick The Way Out Is In with Sadhguru. The Way Out Is In Everything you have done in your life so far has been in pursuit of a single thing. Whether you sought a career, started a business, made money, or built a family, it was always because you wanted just one simple thing, joy. But somewhere along the way, life got complicated. If you had been born as any other creature on this planet, it would have been very simple. Your needs would have just been physical. A full stomach would have been equivalent to a great day. Take a look at your dog or your cat. The moment their stomach is full, they are quite peaceful. But when you come into this world as a human being, things change. An empty stomach is one problem, hunger. But a full stomach, a hundred problems. When our survival is in question, it is a big issue in our lives. But the moment it is taken care of, it doesn't seem to mean anything. Somehow, for a human being, life doesn't seem to end with survival. Life begins with survival. Today, as a generation of people, our survival process is better organized than ever before. 
you can go to a supermarket and buy everything you need for the entire year. You can do it without even stepping out of your home. Never before in the history of humanity has such a thing been possible. Things that even royalty could not afford a hundred years ago are accessible to the average citizen. We are the most comfortable generation to have ever lived on this planet. The rub is that we are definitely not the most joyful or the most loving or the most peaceful. Why is this so? We have tried our best to fix the outside environment. If we fix it anymore, there will be no planet left. But we are still no happier than our ancestors a thousand years ago. If it is not working, isn't it time to look at what is wrong? How can we continue to do something that has not worked for a thousand years? How much longer are we going to live with blueprints that clearly haven't delivered their promise? It's time for a paradigm shift. Let us start with a single question. What do we consider to be a state of well-being? Very simply, well-being is just a deep sense of pleasantness within. If your body feels pleasant, we call this health. If it becomes very pleasant, we call this pleasure. If your mind becomes pleasant, we call this peace. If it becomes very pleasant, we call this joy. If your emotions become pleasant, we call this love. If they become very pleasant, we call this compassion. If your life energies become pleasant, we call this bliss. If they become very pleasant, we call this ecstasy. This is all that you are seeking. Pleasantness within and pleasantness without. When pleasantness is within, it is termed peace, joy, happiness. When your surroundings become pleasant, it gets branded success. If you are not interested in any of this and want to go to heaven, what are you seeking? Just otherworldly success. So essentially, all human experience is only a question of pleasantness and unpleasantness in varying degrees. But how many times in your life have you lived an entire day blissfully without a single moment of anxiety, agitation, irritation or stress? How many times have you lived in utter and absolute pleasantness for 24 hours? When was the last time it happened to you? The amazing thing is that for most people on this planet, not a single day has happened exactly the way they want it. Of course, there is no one who has not experienced joy, peace, even bliss, but it is always fleeting. They are unable to sustain it. They manage to get there, but it keeps collapsing. And nothing earth-shattering needs to happen for it to collapse. The simplest things throw people off balance, out of kilter. It is like this. You go out today and someone tells you that you are the most beautiful person in the world. You are floating on cloud nine. But then you come home and the folks at home tell you who you really are. Everything crashes. Sounds familiar? Why do you need to be pleasant within? The answer is self-evident. When you are in a pleasant inner state, you are naturally pleasant to everyone and everything around you. No scripture or philosophy 
is needed to instruct you to be good to others. It is a natural outcome when you're feeling good within yourself. Inner pleasantness is a surefire insurance for the making of a peaceful society and a joyful world. Besides, your success in the world depends essentially on how well you harness the prowess of the body and mind. So in order to achieve success, pleasantness has to be the fundamental quality within you. Above all, there is substantial medical and scientific evidence today that your body and mind function at their best when you are in a pleasant state. It is said that if you can remain blissful for 24 hours, your intellectual capabilities can be almost doubled. Just settling the internal muddle and allowing clarity to surface can achieve this. Now, the same life energy that you refer to as myself has sometimes been very happy, sometimes miserable, sometimes peaceful, sometimes in turmoil. The same life energy is capable of all those states. So, if you were given a choice about the kind of expression your life energy should find, what would you choose, joy or misery, pleasantness or unpleasantness? The answer is self-evident. The ways may vary from person to person, but whether you are trying to make money, hitting the bottle, or attempting to get to heaven, pleasantness is the only goal. Even if you say you are not interested in this world and your mission in life is only to get to heaven, you are still only searching for pleasantness. If people had told you since your childhood that God lives in heaven, but heaven is a horrendous place, would you want to go there? Definitely not. Essentially, the highest level of pleasantness is heaven. Unpleasantness is hell. So some think it is in the wine, others think it is in the divine, but pleasantness is what everyone is seeking. The only thing that stands between you and your well-being is a simple fact. You have allowed your thoughts and emotions to take instructions from outside rather than the inside. On a certain day, a lady went to sleep. In her sleep, she had a dream. She saw a hunk of a man staring at her. Then he started coming closer, closer and closer. He was so close that she could even feel his breath. She trembled, not in fear. Then she asked, What will you do to me? The man said, Well, lady, it's your dream. What is happening in your head is your dream. At least your dream should happen the way you want it, shouldn't it? Even if the world doesn't happen the way you want it, at least your thoughts and emotions should happen the way you want them to. Right now, these aren't taking instructions from you because you are handling the whole human mechanism accidentally. The human mechanism is the most sophisticated physical form on the planet. You are the greatest piece of technology, but the problem is you don't know where the keyboard is. It is like you are handling a supercomputer with a pickaxe and a wrench. As a result, the simple life process is taking a toll upon humanity, just to earn a living, to reproduce, 
to raise a family and then one day to fall dead. What a challenge! It is amazing how human beings struggle just to do what every worm, insect, bird and animal does quite effortlessly. Put simply, our inner ecology is a mess. Somehow, we think that fixing outer conditions will make everything okay on the inside. But these past 150 years are proof that technology will only bring comfort and convenience to us, not well-being. We need to understand that unless we do the right things, the right things will not happen to us. This is true not just of the outside world, but also the inside. On a certain day, a bull and a pheasant were grazing on a field. The bull was grazing and the pheasant was picking ticks off the bull. A perfect partnership. Looking at the huge tree at the edge of the field, the pheasant said, Alas, there was a time I could fly to the topmost branch of the tree. Now I do not have enough strength in my wing even to get to the first branch. The bull said nonchalantly, Just eat a little bit of my dung every day and watch what happens. Within two weeks, you will get to the top. Pheasant said, Oh, come on, that's rubbish. What kind of nonsense is that? The bull said, Try it and see. The whole humanity is on it. Very hesitantly, the pheasant started pecking, and lo, on the very first day, he reached the first branch. Within a fortnight, he had reached the topmost branch. He sat there, just beginning to enjoy the scenery. The old farmer, rocking on his rocking chair, saw a fat old pheasant on top of the tree. He pulled out his shotgun and shot the bird off the tree. Moral of the story, bullshit may get you to the top, but it never lets you stay there. So you can bullshit yourself into all kinds of emotional states. You can somehow crank up some well-being for yourself, but the problem is it doesn't last. The weather could bring it down, the stock market could make it come crashing down, and even if it does not collapse, living in anticipation that it might is bad enough. The impending possibility that it will fall apart one day is torture, often worse than the actual disaster. So, as long as your inner life is enslaved to external situations, it will remain a precarious condition. There is no other way for it to be. What then is the way out? The way out is very simple change in direction. You just need to see that the source and basis of your experience is within you. Human experience may be stimulated or catalyzed by external situations, but the source is within. Pain or pleasure, joy or misery, agony or ecstasy happens only inside you.